0: What's up, guys? Brett Appley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 281 this weekend, Adesanya versus Pereira for the middleweight championship, Esparza vs. Zhang for the strawweight championship. There's like uh, 12, 13 fights on the card. It's a great event. A lot of action to be had on DraftKings. cannot wait as usual i'm going to give you my favorite cash gameplay tournament play salary play and another matchup that i like on this card before i do please make sure to subscribe to the channel like the video and let me know who's coming home with the belts two championships up for grabs i know there's a lot of split action on both sides maybe more so on the main event but i'm curious who you guys think are taking home the belts if you can get those both correct you're going to do a good job in separating yourself from the field so i always curious to hear your opinions. Without further ado, going to give out my cash gameplay of the week here, which is Aaron Blanchfield at 9.5k. All right, for cash games, I like Blanchfield at 9.5k. She is the most expensive fighter on the slate, but I think she has a degree of safety and upside that not a, lo- not a lot of other fighters um, on this slate carry. For example, in this top end, there are guys that I like in tournaments like Dominic Reyes or Petroski or Dustin Poirier, who maybe will touch on one of them, but... Um, A lot of these fighters are are, are boom or bust to a degree, dependent on a finish, where I think Blanchfield has that degree of safety where she can still compete over the course of 15 minutes. She still is likely to put up a fair amount of points, potentially even in a loss. She is minus 390 to win this fight, so I'm expecting her to win uh, over Molly McCann. And I think why I really like her in cash games is her grappling upside. We've been on McCann a lot. Uh, throughout her career because she's a very effective fighter she produces offense at a high rate the only drawback is she doesn't defend takedowns very well she gets controlled on the ground she's not a great defensive submission grappler so her three losses um, submission against Jillian Robertson gave up five takedowns to Tyler Santos seven takedowns to Laura Procopio every other fight she's won which is six of them Aaron Blanchfield's a pretty good wrestler and grappler, and she's won all three of her fights in the UFC. She's averaging 3.99 takedowns per 15 minutes. She has a second round submission win over JJ Aldrich. Against Miranda Maverick, she earned 12 minutes of control time. So it feels pretty likely that in a win, Blanchfield is going to earn some top time. She may not land seven takedowns, but. I think three to five takedowns even is a fair range for Blanchfield over three rounds. And with that amount of top time i think she can earn a lot of control i think she can land land ground and pound and i think she can threaten for a submission she's plus 210 inside the distance and i just think she has a lot of fantasy upside a high floor in a win but also a high ceiling she scored 126 and 115 indecision wins already 95 points in a submission victory so um you don't have to force exposure on her in tournaments there are definitely other options even pivoting to Wei Li is an option, but especially for cash games, I like paying up to Blanchfield here. She's safety on her money line, safety with her style, a high floor and ceiling, my cash game play of the week. All right, in tournaments, I'm gonna give out Dustin Poirier at 8.9K. He is minus 220 to beat Michael Chandler in a fight that should be really fun. And I think it's going to be a high-variance fight. These guys are going to look to brawl. And uh, Michael Chandler definitely has a path to victory. So if you want to play him in tournaments too at 7.3K, I think that's totally fine. However, I think Poirier is a better striker here. And I think he's just a more effective fighter. He has better cardio. If Chandler was going to come in wrestling, I would be a little bit more concerned for Poirier's chances because Poirier isn't the best defensive wrestler and grappler, but um th- that's going to cost Chandler energy and he typically wants to strike. He typically does not use his wrestling unless he has to, and I think, you know, building his name as a fun fighter him laying on Poirier for three rounds, I I think kind of hurts his brand. So I expect him to come and try and brawl in this fight. Like he wanted to brawl with Justin Gaethje and like he wanted to brawl with Charles Oliveira and he wanted to brawl with Tony Ferguson. Um, And I think he has a pretty good chance of getting knocked out. Poirier, like I said, just a more effective striker. Chandler defending strikes at 45%. Very questionable durability, questionable cardio. Poirier at 8.9k probably gets some love. He's probably going to be popular. Plus 110 inside the distance, though. That's a good number. I like the pace of this matchup more than anything else because these guys are not just going to sit back and and fight at a slow pace. I don't expect. I think we're going to see a high number of exchanges. Poirier, though, he is somewhat dependent on that finish. I think it's a realistic outcome. Good fight to target. I like Poirier in tournaments at 8.9k. All right, let's move on to my salary play. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, like I did in her last fight, and give out Carla Esparza at 6.8K as the underdog in the co-main event against Zhang Li. I do wanna make it clear, I think Zhang Li can win this fight, very well may win this fight. And if she wins, I'm leaning toward it being inside the distance. I think if Esparza cannot land takedowns, she's gonna be sort of a sitting duck on the feet. Zhang is a very effective striker. Zhang could even land takedowns herself. So I think if Shang wins, she has a high floor and high ceiling, and I definitely want exposure to Zhang in tournaments. I just think the betting line is not correct here. I don't think Zhang's deserving of a minus 400 line. I think Esparza has a, a realistic chance to win, and I'm willing to invest in her a little bit at 6.8K. The main reason being esparza has a real singular path to victory she's an effective wrestler she needs to land takedowns she needs to control her opponent on the mat and if she can do those two things she's going to win at a pretty high rate if she cannot she's going to lose at a pretty high rate and as far as the takedown ability you know zhang defends takedowns so far in a small sample at 60 percent um Unlike Asparza's fight against Nama Yunus, I expect Zhang to be more aggressive. And I think Asparza is going to be forced to shoot takedowns. And I think we have to project her for a few takedowns, if not more, over the course of 25 minutes. The issue with Zhang Li is that in her only attempts that we've seen her on her back, she has not been able to scramble back up to her feet against Tisha Torres in um 2019 she ended up on her back couldn't get up for the final minute of the fight against Rose Namajunas she was taken down three times in the final two rounds essentially could not get back up to her feet she gave up um like let's see three four six six and a half minutes of control time in those final two rounds she was flailing leg kicks and she just did not know how to scramble back up to her feet so when i look at the matchup it's like what zhang Lee literally just lo- literally just lost the championship to rose Nama yunis because she got taken down and because she did not know how to get back up to her feet perhaps that's changed and if it's changed zhang could win this fight dominantly but there's, there's no evidence to prove that. And so when I'm looking at a minus 400 favorite against an opponent who's gonna go out there and probably land a few takedowns, there's, there's no evidence to tell me that she can get back up with any consistency. And so from a DraftKings perspective, I expect Zhang to be very, very popular. Esparza will get some ownership, but not as much. At 6.8K, if Esparza wins, it's coming from takedowns control. I'd be shocked if the fight played out like the Rose Namunas Esparza fight number two. Um, I think Esparza has a ton of upside in, in a win. She may not be super likely to win, and if you just don't want to play her, that's fine. You don't have to play her. Personally, I'll be making a little bit of an investment. I think she has a better chance to win than the odds reflect. I like her style for scoring on DraftKings, and so she will be my salary play of the week. All right, and finally, my tournament matchup of the week. Going to try and give out maybe a little bit of a sneaky one, Hinata Moicano versus Brad Riddell. Moicano is a slight favorite, minus 125, Riddell plus 105. On DraftKings, Moicano is 8.3K, Riddell 7.9K. And I think people are going to be somewhat hesitant to target these fighters because Moicano just coming off a dominant loss to Dos Anjos, Riddell coming off two losses inside the distance in a row, a knockout to Fiziev, a submission to Jalen Turner. So is the public going to play Riddell heavily or Moicano heavily? I'm just not that sure. The fight's minus 130 to end inside the distance, and it's arguably a striker versus grappler matchup where Riddell is a experienced kickboxer and probably has some degree of an advantage while the fight plays out on the feet. I do think Moicano could compete with him, but Moicano's been hurt a lot. He's been knocked out on more than one occasion, and a knockout for Riddell is in play plus 290 to win inside the distance at a relatively low ownership it's an interesting tournament fighter to target on the flip side Moicano has a grappling advantage that i don't know uh, riddell has Moicano is a excellent back taker a good submission artist and i mean brad riddell just got submitted by Jalen turner so if Moicano wins i think it's possible it comes from grappling back takes and a submission moikano's plus 200 to win inside the distance another good number at a relatively low ownership Um, compared to other fighters on this slate it's a fight that if you're correct could separate you from the field you don't have to play it heavily but i just think the field might be hesitant and because of this somewhat binary dynamic where we could see a finish on either side minus 130 ends inside the distance a finish could separate you from the field so it's a fight that i am keen into um, a little bit more than I would, uh, than the field should from a DraftKings perspective. That's going to be my tournament matchup of the week. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC quick picks. Thank you again for the support. Really appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter, Britt Apley, double P. I just posted like an hour and forty-five minute podcast with my boy technical tim covering every single fight on the DraftKings slate we got written breakdowns as well projections ownership coming out tomorrow friday as well thank you guys again best of luck in your contest this week take care stay safe we'll talk to you soon peace